0: Did you know that the largest arcade machine ever built is over 14 feet high and 6 feet wide?
1: You're listening to the
0: Xbox Hub Podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit thexboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number
2: 88.
0: My name's Gareth Bright. I'm going to be your host. On my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello there. I'm not
2: too bad, thank you.
0: How are you? I'm very good. I'm better than last week, I'm afraid, because we had to cancel last week because I had food poisoning. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I know. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I apologise to everyone. We we've not missed two weeks, but we had loads of podcasts for the E3 stuff, so you've got loads to listen to. Um, but on my virtual right is Mr William Carriana. How are you doing, William?
3: Not bad. Doing okay.
0: Good. How's it all going? How's Canada?
3: Uh, things are going okay here. It's uh, Canada Day today, so oh. now, granted, there are some uh, historical discoveries that also need to be ruminated upon It's, but yeah. Happy Canada Day.
0: Thank you. Did we have you on last time when it was Canada Day? I think we did, didn't we? It feels
3: yeah, great. I think. I think you
2: might have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it seems familiar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, right. Now, as we haven't been there, we haven't really... We're going to do a lot about some games we play, 'cause because we haven't really talked about any games we've been playing about a month because of E3 and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. But what have we been up to this week? Uh, James, what
2: have you been doing? I've been watching a hell of a telly. I mean, it's a great time at the moment for TV because it seems like everything's going back. You've got Mick and Morty and um, The Flash... Paradigm, but surprisingly, the thing I've been most addicted to is Loki on Disney Plus. Um, it's one of their mini series, and it's it's quite a familiar idea behind it because it's about altering the timelines and and how certain decisions can really make big differences. Um, shall we say? But that's going too much, um, and it's about the people in charge of keeping the timeline in well how it should be, how they want it to be. Um, it's really interesting. It's a it's a really good take on the on the time variant kind of setting because you see it before in like, Legends of Tomorrow in DC, but Marvel's idea of it is it's good. It's really good so far. And do you I think it. I haven't seen it yet? I'm going to
0: wait till all six are out, and then I watch them. Mm. And does it affect the whole sort of like the films? Does it really have a direct impact on the films? Do you
2: think, without um, saying anything, of course? It's supposed to affect Phase Four, right? Um, but it's weird because obviously it's Loki, and we know he's in certain aspects of Endgame. And we saw a few years ago. But this is like before that. This is before that even ever happens. So it's, I don't know how it's going to play out really. Okay. And that's the interesting thing. Because they even did the whole thing ready they go, it doesn't matter at the end. And it just has no effect. It's all a dream. Or, yeah. Like like a lot of programs do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good cameos as well. I won't try it. But... I think the most surprising star in the show is Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, one of the main characters, and it's really good to see him back at his best. Because I haven't seen him do anything decent for a few years now. But this is Owen Wilson at his peak, and I hope it needs some more roles. Yeah. It's a really good job.
0: Okay, great. Um, Lukey. I recommend
2: that, definitely. Okay, I'll
0: get on that. Uh, William, what about you? What have you been doing?
3: Uh, I've been watching Loki as well I think it's very good but then as well this week uh, i go into a grad school program well on on paper I still need to do a couple of uh, preliminary classes but yeah it's exciting.
0: That's for the UK audience and for us how does it work because it's a very different system than our UK education system so where is grad school? What's the equivalent for here?
3: Uh Okay, so there's uh, you exit high school and then there's four years of an undergraduate degree. Then there is graduate school. So for what I'm doing, it's a master's of marketing, which is basically MBA without the generalized stuff. So just full in on marketing. Great. And then after the master's, there's your PhD and your postdoctorate. Right. Thank you, William, for thinking, Thank you. You knew that, didn't you, James?
2: Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Good. It all makes sense. Good. Um,
0: um, I've been watching another TV series I was going to talk about briefly um, called Sweet Tooth, which is on the Netflix, on the Netflix, on that Netflix thing. Um, and Sweet Tooth is based on a DC graphic novel series, kind of mm-hmm. limited run. Um, and I've read Sweet Tooth for a long time ago, but I love Sweet Tooth, and it's based on this idea that there's uh, apocalyptic virus that wipes out quite a lot of the human race. And But what happens in the middle of this apocalyptic virus, um, all the babies being born are hybrids, animal hybrids. So they're half goat. Half, you know, human, or half a rabbit, or half human. So they all start to get bored, and everyone, and then they they're hated. They're blamed for the virus, so they're either killed and hunted, or they're going to hiding. Um, and that's the kind of premise. Sweet tooth is this, um, kid who's half deer, so he's got antlers. And it follows his kind of journey at the beginning of the game. And it, and what the Netflix has done, a really interesting job, because what they've done is they've taken something that's... The comic is so dark. It's so dark. It's, like, really gruesome and quite, you know. um, What they've done is look at it and go, we're not going to go down this route. We're going to keep the whole premise, but we're going to make it... It's much more like a... It's rated 12. It's much more like a... It feels like a teen drama, a little bit. But it's really good. It's really, really good. It's a family. It's a really good, well-written. I really, I've really enjoyed it. I think they've done a really good job, and I love the comic series. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what happens next. The next series. Anyway, you seen it, William or James? I've yeah. uh, not seen
2: it though. No. Okay. Just sounds I mean, interesting,
0: though. Yeah, I'd give it a go. I think I'll really give it a go. It's really, yeah. really well shot as
2: well. I mean, it's a bit weird that a virus leads to. These human animal hybrids. Mm. And people get really desperate during the apocalypse. <laughs> well, <And> that's handy. <laughs> well, what's great about it at the moment
0: is obviously they filmed it during COVID because it's in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. And so they're really having fun with it. You know, you can see not having fun, but they're really the the sort of COVID comparisons are great. The way they talk about yeah. stuff, the way they're kind of like they've got the suspicions and all that stuff. So, really, they obviously we were in that point and it's a big reference for that. Yeah, it's good. good. Um, Let's talk about games straight away because we haven't talked about games we've been playing for a long time in the last month so I might we might be going back a bit. I'm going to start us off do you mind? No, James you start us off you've done nothing. No, no. No, you, Please, just, you talk I want to hear about
2: the brilliant games you've been playing. I mean I'm going to really bring the mood down here. Good. Um, one of the games I'm playing I'm reviewing is Gold Rush the game. Uh, based on the uh, popular TV series gold rush which i'm sure everyone's seen <laughs> apart from me um, and basically it's a in simplified terms it's a a gold mining simulator so you're mining for gold so imagine a farming game but all the machinery and that is in related in relation to, to gold so you get your excavators and your your hog pans and your shakers are on these good terms. Right. Um, and you just gotta find gold and, and then smelt it into gold bars and sell so them to make I, money.
1: This
0: sounds great.
2: <laughs> Does it though? When you're trying to set all the actual mining um, systems in place bit by bit, it's horrendously. Poor. Um, it, it's a really bad game. Is it,
0: is it poor because it's a fiddly sim, or is it? Is
2: it? It's very fiddly. Yeah. With ragdoll physics. Oh god. So you're putting stuff in the back of your truck. It's bouncing out as you're driving. <laughs> um, and and no joke, you can walk down the street and there's a loading screen within ah, two seconds. Wow. Like get a freeze up. And it can actually just freeze the whole game and not work, and um, it looks terrible, it plays terrible, and um, even the tutorial, it's so in depth, it takes, see it took me, five or six hours, for the t- tutorial, <laughs> and, and by the end I still had no idea how to do it. Well, because you've
0: forgotten what happened at the beginning.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. It it's so long to do every little thing, I know. Um. And it's, it's just not Is it? And Is not a very good PC well, port as well.
1: Is exactly. It, there's yeah, a lot of yeah.
2: finished controls. It's um, like when you get into a, a car or a vehicle you've got to turn the engine on first and take the handbrake off every time. Oh, it's really in-depth. Yeah. But you wouldn't mind that if it wasn't so irritating to use the machinery and, and try and be precise. I think. Th- th- it's like
0: yeah, I th- I think the problem I th- I think at the moment because there hasn't been it feels this way a little bit because we're not we've ha- we've had a lot of delays with games because of code mm. it feels like they're porting a lot of PC or a lot of mobile games or a lot of Switch games over and the ones I reviewed recently feel really just don't feel complete in that sense you know especially no. the sim games it feels really you know some of it just doesn't work or some of it is really hard to move or no. control yeah
2: I mean you've got a lot of different vehicles. On all got like different controllers. I mean, you can bring the menu to show me the controls, but it just—it's never intuitive. Yeah. Everything feels like new, um, and even even the that you've got—you can't walk up a simple one centimeter step. You've got to jump. It's like a platformer. I like the sound <laughs> of this. I mean, it's—it's it's really bad. It's so bad.
0: Brilliant. Okay. Oh yeah, don't buy it. William's been playing. William, what have you been playing? You've been playing quite a new game, haven't you?
3: (laughs) Well, I have been playing Drive to San Francisco, and this game is fantastic. I love it. It it really is just exciting and fun. It's got a surprisingly good story, and nobody, hardly anyone listening to this podcast, will ever be able to play it. And that is the unfortunate part of this, you know. This game is part of the backwards Compatibility Program, but it was delisted five years ago. So the only way to play this is if you have bought it already on the 360 or if you have a disc version. And I managed to find a disc version for 30 bucks at the local thrift store, which was amazing because this game typically tends to go for uh, 70 and up here. And hmm. really, if you can get your hands on it, it's a wonderful game. It's sort of Grand Theft Auto-esque, but you never really leave the car. It's got Forza Horizon-type elements in this, even though this one technically predated it. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic game, and probably one of the best has ever made. So,
0: could you, could you, if I'm trying to remember right, could you get out of the car and walk around like GTA?
3: No, you can't. You could Uh, in some of the other driver games, I think. But in this one, the whole gimmick is you kind of... You end up in an accident and you wake up with these mystical powers and you can sort of take over people's bodies invasion of the body snatchers type way. And so you can sort of ghost jump into their bodies in the cars and sort of, uh, you know come up uh, set traps through the poops you're chasing uh, you're technically a cop in this and everything I remember so. this yeah oh
0: good I used to love the driver games I mean they were just so ahead of their time when they first came out it was just like amazing good okay um, now I played a few weeks back which um, we're just going to talk about before uh, Shif- I can't say it Chivalry 2 Have I said the right James Chivalry. Chivalry, good. Chivalry 2, um, which I reviewed for the site. And the game is a... a multiplayer only. Um, it's sort of like a team attack, medieval fighter. So what you do is you you choose your, your... You could be a knight, you could be a sort of like enforcer type character, you could be an archer, or you can be a sort of like pikeman with a long spear. And so there's four kind of... Systems to choose, and then you either do a sort of team-based game where it's like team objectives, you have objectives either to defend or to attack, and or you can do a free-for-all at the moment, like everyone against each other in a kind of like um, an arena, like a gladiator arena, but with traps, like spears, you know, or pits that you could fall down, or like fire flying at you. And um, when I first got the game, I thought, this isn't going to be fun. This isn't going to be for me. But do you know what? It's really, really good fun. And if you, it didn't get boring. There isn't much. There isn't that many modes at the moment. There isn't that many maps. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun hacking at people. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's quite funny. Um, it's almost Monty Python with people lobbing lobbing each other's limbs off, and then shouting abuse. You're just shouting abuse at each other. Um, but it plays really well, and I really enjoy myself with it. I think it's a, it's a sort of like a little bit of a sleeper. I I I do hope it carries on and people carry on playing it. And it doesn't die a death with these multiplayer games when new shinier things come along. But yeah, it's good mm. fun. Probably good fun. Is it? I didn't know. I think it's I think it was thirty quid or something. Maybe yeah. I'll have a look. I yeah. can put people out. Yeah, maybe it's twenty four nine nine. I can't. Yeah, I'll have, have a look. Well, James, you talk us about you talk about your game, your next one, and I'll have a look.
2: Well, oh, it's a bit weird, my next game, because one, it's a PC game, which I rarely play, and it's not really a game, but I'll talk about it anyway. Right, okay. It's a, it's a game slash learning experience. Um, Interesting. And it's called Influent, and there's a free version and a paid version. And basically, it's a... You're going to a, a fully interactive, like, environment um, where every object is in the ring you can click on right. and as you click on it, it says out loud what it is in a certain language. Right. So, and in the free edition, you get French, Italian or Korean. That's right. what you mean, you see. Um, So if you click on a door, it'd say door in Korean. Which is. And um oh now you put (laughs) one I think it's run. I think. Okay. Um craft the whole that's right. (laughs) Um but yeah, and it 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 stores all the words and you'll get related adjectives and verbs and and then you can do mini games with the words where you gotta try and find the items in this house. So it's a, it's a what we learned experience. Um wow. and there's loads of words to to find within the front house.
0: Um, That's a good idea. It's a good way of doing it I think.
2: Yeah, cuz it, it is like when you learn when you're younger. because you learn by hearing words and seeing what's being said. I mean, I mean you see it and you hear the word. Um so it's quite similar to that. Um Yeah, I find it really useful. And the the audio is proper native pronunciations, so you hear exactly how to say it. And actually, it's free for those languages. I even pay for uh, Japanese, Swedish, um, Spanish, as well. Great. And that's a Steam. Steam? Very
0: good. Influent. Mm. Influent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, William, have you got another game? you been playing or is it just
3: me uh, I think it's just you
0: but- just me isn't it i have the only one who be playing games
3: um, I've played more a million <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable um, I, I reviewed
0: really briefly I think it's out on the Xbox hub it came out last week um, Dark Alliance Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance which is on Game Pass um and it's a single player and um, a co-op player, hack and slash, kind of Dungeon Adventure. P- Dungeons and Dragons fans will know it's based on some Dungeons and Dragons novels from the 1980s, a the Crystal Shard collection, I think. And it uh, has those characters. You've got a archer, a sort of assassin thief character, and two sort of tanks, a dwarven fighter and a kind of human fighter. And... Uh, you go along you get a little hub at the beginning like a little campfire and then you'll get your upgrades your treasure you share out from your last mission and then you go and off and do and you know what it's got some it's got quite a bit of stick people have not reviewed some people reviewed it quite unkindly some people um have reviewed it okay um but I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it in single player. It was, it was fine. It did get a bit repetitive after a while. But when you get a few people together, or you just join, I joined um, randoms um, online, and it was good fun. It was really good with a with a group of people, and you you all combine together, especially when you get the boss characters, which happens at the end of each um, level. It's good to sort of like try to work out, to take them out. Um, if you're talking, if you're doing it with friends, it's 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 worth it. It's it's a. It's nothing unique or nothing new. It looks at times like a three hundred and sixty thing. Well, no, that's unfair. It looks like an Xbox One, um, the first stage of Xbox One kind of game, and it's uh Yeah, it's good fun. And if it's on Game Pass, it's worth just getting a few people together and having a go. At it. Yeah, I think it would. It's a good little, good little fun hack and
2: slasher. Um, I did see the terrible scores at some are giving it, and I thought. That does seem a bit harsh. Even from the little bits that I've seen played online, you know, on Twitch and that. Like, yeah, definitely. I think, I
0: think the problem is they released the codes and I think there were some glitches in it that they solved maybe mm. before they released. I got a, I got a big update and it was it was all fine. It was a bit sort of like, I think things would just fly off or you couldn't complete a certain level, but that's all fine now. So um, that might have something to do with it. I think some of them were saying how janky and glitchy mm. it was but yeah i didn't have any problems. yeah it's worth it it's good um and the last one i'm going to talk about um is a game that i reviewed it's about i think it's about four quid um chivalry's um 30 quid um this one is called Premisa. um p-r-o-m-e-s-a and it's a i think it's about four quid in the store 4.19 or something and it's made by an artist, an Italian artist from a sort of an Italian art collective in 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 Milan, and what all you do in the game is you walk through. And it's based on the conversations he had with his grandfather, and it was almost like fragments of memories between the two of them, grandson and grandfather, about the past and about the present, about you living where you lived when you were a child, going back, and you're just sort of traveling through this. Um, this kind of journey. Um, you're not doing anything. You're not interacting with anything. You're not, you're just being a walking sim in that sense. You're just moving through and you, you're you moving through very slowly um, and they say to you at the start, you know, it's a 45 minute walkthrough but there'll be lots of other scenes to find after you've done a walkthrough you have a different kind of walkthrough which you do and it's like, the sound is the best sound I've ever heard. So you play it with headphones. The soundtrack's amazing, and just the effects and everything. But it's like going to an art gallery, and what? Going to see an installation (laughs) for four quid. That's what it's like. And I, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Other people are just going to go. What is this? This is not for me. But I thought it was great. But I really liked it because it was about experimentation. You know, it's about having the big hitters doing their Mm -hmm. thing, and then having a game like this that can fit into the store and go out and be released. For four quid, and you know, hopefully, some people mm. will play it, some people won't. You know, it's worth taking a little risk on, but yes, yeah, good, give it a shout out. That's, that's enough of me talking, that's all the games. Let's talk about some news. Um, William, tell us about Sony, what they've been doing. They've been copying oh. Xbox. Oh, on to news,
3: yep. yeah, let's do it. Sure, so. Sony has had an interesting, busy week. They f- they have bought a couple of studios, at least. So it started out with the announcement that they have bought Housemark, who were the developers of Returnal, Resogun, uh, Helldivers, those games. And Returnal was received quite well, and you know this is a good step. They're going to do more ambitious things, apparently. Then. Uh, Sony Japan tweeted out that they had acquired Blue Point and then deleted it immediately. Now people people took this as Blue Point being acquired for obvious reasons, but then Blue Point went out and said, "No, we're fully independent. We don't know what's going on here. Are they tr- now whether or not they are trying to, uh, you know, hide, try and hide the surprise or?" If it genuinely was a deal that fell through, we won't know fully. Hopefully when we get a date for the next event, we might see it there. And then finally this morning, they bought Nixies, who is a support and PC porting developer. Uh, they primarily worked with Square Enix and with uh, mostly with their Western division. So, you know, they did the ports for Avengers. They did the ports for uh, Tomb Raider. They also did the uh, 360 Port of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was quite impressive. So the prevailing theory is this is either to have them develop PC games or it's to develop the PS4 versions of uh, games like uh, Gran Turismo 7 and God of War to make them more playable. But yeah, this has been three. Oh, sorry. And then... uh, Dealer Gaming, who is a member of the, commu- of the Xbox community, who supposedly has some sources, says that they may have bought Oak System Works as well. So that's, that's four in a week, if all of these go through, which is nuts. Yeah, We haven't seen it since Xbox
0: Boppy 5. Uh, um, so- well, no, I mean, Bluepoint Games, just a, if people don't know who, they've, they've basically been doing a lot of the kind of remakes. They did Demon Souls, and they, is that right? um for
3: the PS5 Yeah, the Demon Souls remake, the Shadow of the Colossus yeah. remake. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's really interesting because I think I think after Bethesda and the Xbox, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, a lot of PlayStation people were unhappy, especially with uh the Starfield um yeah. coming out. So I think Sony probably had to do something, didn't they? make a statement.
3: And I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, I found this a little funny. Uh, You know, uh, Herman Holst went out there and said, we only buy studios that we have pre-existing relationships with. That's why we bought Hellsmoke. And then turned around and bought Nixie's, which was a Square Enix (laughs) uh, associate studio like the day after. (laughs) But but yeah, no, they're, they're buying. It's, it's a sellers market right now, and uh, you know, a Tencent, Embracer, and uh, of course Microsoft aren't out of the out of the fight yet. But yeah, you now these these are big acquisitions. They're really good studios, and you know, I think Sony is gonna do wonders for them, and they'll do wonders for Sony.
0: Do you? Th- I'm gonna ask this to both of you. Do you think Sony will be looking? I know they've got the The equivalent of Game Pass for Sony. Do you think they... What have they got? What have they got at the moment? There's something you can pay money for, isn't it?
3: Uh, Yeah, it's PS Now. It's a cloud service. It's primarily PS3 games. Right. Uh, They've got got some good stuff there. Now, a lot of their stuff was Bethesda, which isn't helping. No. But,
1: yeah. Do you,
0: James? Do you think they might go for something like that? Do you think they'll be looking at with buying these uh, buying these companies? Do you think they might go? Okay, we need something as well that we know we're going to have, the next Blue Point or next mark game that will come to their surface.
2: I'm not sure um, because basically like they've, they've got PS now, and I think they're probably satisfied with that. Um, and it's a case of just getting more exclusives tied down and they don't even need a Game Pass really, mm. because those games will sell instantly once they get in the market, as they've seen with recent games like Maternal, uh, and Ratchet & Clank the big games, they don't need to yeah, sell yeah. go onto a service
1: because
2: yeah. they put a lot of, they seem to put a lot of time for a game so once it comes out the hype's at an all-time high, and usually it pays off, as in the game is worth the money. Um, I think they're happy with that system.
0: Um, I, I don't. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It. I think it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because you know you don't need to with PlayStation or Xbox in a sense um, sell consoles because you can't get a console still. Yeah. Um, so there isn't a great rush at the moment, is there? to do that?
1: Mm-hmm. It,
3: it, it's a tough question, you know, because the thing about Game Pass, the reason that that one works as well as it does economically, et cetera, is because Microsoft can't afford to eat the cost. they are a $2 trillion company. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: mm-hmm. They
3: are sitting back going, we need a return on investment today. We need a return on investment now. They're sitting back going, if this pays off in 10 years like Netflix did, it was worth our time.
1: And money, yep.
3: and if it isn't, then at least we spent less than Windows Phone. So, you know, like they are in a position to do this, and I don't necessarily think that Sony is in a position to do this on this level, you know. And like, uh, Jim Ryan now, granted, Jim Ryan has said things that don't pan out all the bloody time, but he he went out and he said, you know. This isn't necessarily sustainable for us. And if you look at their games, I I get it to an extent. You know, I, I got Ratchet & Clank. It was a good game. It was a very good game. Mm-hmm. I, I platinumed it in nine hours, you know. If you need to keep people subscribed to a subscription service, a nine-hour marquee title isn't necessarily going to do it unless you've got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. They don't have the capacity for that. Even with these acquisitions, that brings them up to 18 studios compared to Microsoft's 23 and counting. Mm. And if you look at the games Microsoft makes, Sea of Thieves, Halo Infinite, uh, these massive RPGs coming like Avowed and Fable and Elder Scrolls and Starfield, you know these are the sort of games that keep Forza Horizon. Uh, these are the sort of games that pe- keep people subscribed for months mm. because games you drop 8 hours or 10 hours into they're the games that you can quite literally drop upwards of a 1000 hours into yeah. and so I think yeah. I think that's going to be the key difference here yeah. and I, I don't necessarily want to see Sony pivot to that style of game, I think what they're doing is great right now, mm. but what they're doing doesn't necessarily fit a subscription model mm. yeah.
0: Good Microsoft, do we think they're going to have any more acquisitions? Um,
3: what <laughs> else can they <laughs> get? Uh, probably. I mean, uh, Matt Booty said that they're looking. Uh, Satya Nadella, says, uh, who's the CEO of Microsoft, said that they're all in on gaming. And the big thing is, their fiscal year starts today. And that means that they are reevaluating the budgets and saying things out. Now, last year, when the fiscal year started, uh, about a month after they released a uh, report, and they said, Guys, we're going to be spending money on studios and what we didn't know is right right when their fiscal year started they called up uh, Bethesda called them up and they started talking and two months later they owned Bethesda so you know I keep an eye on this. Which would be a big
0: studio? Which wouldn't be the one you think? What would be there? Another massive one for them. James any ideas?
2: I'm still holding out for Sega <laughs> Sega I'd guess it'd be uh, <laughs> E3. Yeah. yeah, it'll come to me eventually. Yeah, get them eventually. I'll wait. Yeah, as long as it
1: takes.
0: <laughs> William, What do you think?
3: Uh, trust me, I want Sega. I want Sega. Warner Brothers Games is going through some upheaval right now. Mm-hmm. They might be selling off some studios. Though, if you ask me, which one I think has a high likelihood, I'm actually going to say uh, IO Interactive. I think we're the ones to watch. Oh. If Microsoft can go to Square Enix, if they can buy the Hitman intellectual property, and then buy IO Interactive, I think that would be big for them. You know, yeah. that would get Untitled Project under them, that gets Hitman under them. It gives them exclusivity for the Bond game. Yeah, big. Yeah, That's huge. Yeah,
0: good. Um, Kojima, um, when he's not being worried about 9-11 and depression um talk us through what he's done with microsoft
3: okay so uh hideo kojima and microsoft have been in talks for a while now and according to this article from jeff grubb that went live like uh, 10 minutes into when we started uh kojima and microsoft have signed the deal they're just getting They've signed the letter of intent, and Kojima's next game will be under Microsoft. So this is supposedly a cloud game. Uh, Last week, they hired Kim Swift, who was the designer of Portal, to help uh, developers move to cloud games, and supposedly her first project will be with Kojima. And so this is actually really interesting. You know, this is going to be something like... uh, I guess, on the less positive side, Crackdown 3, or on the way more positive side, uh, Flight Simulator, we are be really going to try and make use of the cloud here.
0: Mm. Good. I love a bit of Kojima. I'm a big fan of Kojima.
2: Kid, are you excited about Kojima, Microsoft? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I can't think of a single game that I've played of Kojima's that I've actually played for more than like an hour. <laughs> it's not really for me, I don't think. No. I can never get into Metal Gear, so, yeah, I don't mind though, whatever he does, I'll give it a look. Yeah, so I is. mean, I
0: think it's, it's such an experimental, I mean, i I said before, Death Stranding, I loved, I'm the one who loved that yeah. game.
2: Yeah, I wish that was an Xbox. Yeah. How so good that would go. Yeah. It just really bizarre. It's great. very
0: great. A lot yeah. of people hate it, but it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the uh, Canabium and the Bloober, Blooper team. Is it Blooper? How do you say Yep. Yeah, Blueba. Um, What are they doing? Are they partners now, I think, aren't they?
3: Yes, they are. And Blueber team is making a massive game that supposedly costs more than the entire worth of their company. It's hiring for combat and is in the AAA horror series. I think we can put together what this is going to be.
0: Um, it's a big Silent Hill rumor market and I think uh, it's people on the internet are are crying or in celebration Um,
1: yeah the
3: funniest thing is that Blueberry of course has a relationship with Microsoft this could be timed exclusive which after all these talks of Kojima coming to make a Playstation exclusive Silent Hill uh, Kojima's with Xbox and maybe Silent Hill this too which yeah. is just
0: funny but, yeah. yeah yeah it's good I like, It's just we're just reporting on lots of kind of business meetings really, aren't we which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is good it's um, <laughs> a good thing yeah, the moment. yeah it? it does not it we did have a good E3 though come on we had loads of stuff yeah. Um, yeah. PlayStation it's PlayStation Plus games are out we've got uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 which one was that
3: one? Mm-hmm. I can't remember that one at all. Is that one last it's year? It's the fourth one. It's the fourth the one? The series. <laughs> that was the one that was only multiplayer, if I remember correctly.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, uh-huh, yeah.
3: Right. They brought the campaign back for uh, Cold War last year. Right. Um, uh,
2: There's a weird choice then. Yeah. It's been like a multiplayer game after all this time. But it's probably dead. Because nobody's playing that. It's playing... Warzone down now. Mm. It's He's dead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, WWE two K Battlegrounds, James, is this a good game? I can't remember. They're all bad, aren't they? Is this as bad it, as
2: the rest? It's fun for free. Um get a couple of mates round and play it and give it a go. Well, it's not great. Sit <laughs> it up for an hour
0: it's free yeah it's good and yeah. then um, which we talked about last time A Plague Tale Innocence the PS5 game which is um, free which is really good um, but that also is coming to Xbox Game Pass I think mid of this month
2: maybe Series X version
0: yeah, it's yeah it's as well yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah I mean I love that game we talked about it last time it's a fantastic game you've got to play it um, William loves it as well he's annoyed as me I don't give it five stars
2: I think everyone apart for me. Will you, will you yeah, play it? Will
0: will you, will you play it again?
3: Uh, I I will claim it on the PS5. I don't think I'm gonna play it again yet because I want to wait for Requiem. So you know, by the time I get around to Requiem, it will have been two two and a half years between when I first played Plague Tale, and so mm-hmm. I might not remember the story as much, and then I'll play it again. Then, yeah, but, yeah. I if I'm you a... haven't played it, yeah. game.
0: I might play the first half an hour or something because just to see what it looks like, see the difference. Yeah. Um. Good. Um. Xbox new games for gold for July. I don't I don't know any of these games, James? Talk us through this. Have you played any? I ones? mean,
2: I I have all of them. I think I don't know what they are. Um, Planet Alpha? Um, that's like a, is it Surviving on a, a Planet, I think? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So you've got people hunting you down, not people, but enemies. Um, In Rock of Ages 3, which is ta- a tower defence game. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um uh, apparently it's quite Monty Python-esque. Uh, I've not played it myself, so I don't know. And then there's an Xbox game. Conquer, live and reloaded. Yeah. Do you know what? If it had achievements, I'd play it. <laughs> yeah. I really would. You should, you should retrospectively put some achievements and it, it, It'd be great for the games. You'd get a whole new week of life. Um, and then Midway Arcade Origins, which is 30 arcade classics. That's all right. More than yeah. Yeah, because some decent runs in there. Yeah, Like Fire Hunter rampage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, marble Madness. Yeah. I couldn't miss the marble. I won't. No, don't do that. Thank God.
0: Um, let's talk <laughs> about a team, right? no. It's all right. Um, there's there's two releases. We did, we were going to talk about this last week, but we didn't. We um, just came out of nowhere. The Aliens game, the Aliens Fire Team game, that's coming out in August. Um, which was a bit that was a quite a surprise, actually. Um, which looks, it could be good, it could be terrible. That's all I can say. <laughs> it could be absolutely terrible, but you know, some people like it. Will you two like it? Are you looking forward to this?
2: I don't think they're reinventing the wheel. Uh, I With mean, the, it, it looks. No, wrong really.
3: it, it looks pretty decent. Mm. Okay,
1: you,
0: you've heard uh,
3: it. Uh, sorry, when. Sorry again. Uh, there is something exciting about it, though. Uh, this is being published by Focus Home, uh, who did uh, Plague Tale, of course. But the bigger thing is for you. Sega has had the exclusive license to Alien, and now they no longer do. So that means we might see some more Alien games from other studios and groups as well. You know, be that Ubisoft, Sony, Microsoft, Focus, like so. Yeah,
0: I think the best alien game for me was is Alien Isolation. And I think it's really hard, and the reason that was good is because you, you had one alien, hunting you. That's why I liked it. But you know, it's going to be fine. It's a co-op game. It's co of shooty aliens. Paul will like it. Um, now let's talk about just we just the Ghost of Toshima. The uh, Director's Cut is coming out in August as well. I can't remember the date. So I've look at the date. Um, August um, the 20th. Yeah. Um, it's a PS5 version, but it's coming out. And it's also got a new bit of DLC, which is this expansion. You go to a new island. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed that game. I really had good fun with it when it came out. I think it came out last August, didn't it? Um and for people who haven't played it, it was a very pretty-looking game on the PS4. We talked about it here, but it's going to look great on the PS5. Um, I don't know if I would go back for some reason. I don't know why. Did you play it, William? I can't remember.
3: I adored it. It was yeah. great. It was, uh, we so... talked
0: about it, didn't we? We talked about it on here quite a bit. Yeah. Would you go back, William?
3: Yeah, I'll I'll go back to uh, play the DLC. Uh, 40 bucks is a bit of a of an expensive cost for an upgrade. But mm. if it's you know if it's worthwhile then great. I mean the original game is fantastic. And I I just hope this expansion lives up to it. You know? mm.
0: If it was about eight hours or something, the expansion, I would kind of go, maybe. If it's not that big. It might be a big chunk. If it's a big chunk, I would go back. Um Elder Scrolls 6, um, it's at the design phase, which one the interviews Um When do you think this is coming out? 2025? 2025, yeah. GTA 6, 2025 as well. <laughs> which is the rumors going on this
3: weekend? <laughs> well, I mean, let's, let's think of it this way Elder Scrolls 6, uh, you know, it's been six years. It will have been, what, six years now, seven by the time Starfield launches between Starfield and Fallout 4. You know, there was 76 in between, but that was mostly the Austin team. Yeah. And the reason for that is they've really been investing in the creation engine. You know, they're doing this creation engine to to, uh, have far better animation, graphics, uh, less bugs, etc., and they said that that's sort of the framework to build Starfield and Elder Scrolls off of. I think it's a fair assumption, now that the tech is done there, once Starfield is out, that they can get uh, Elder Scrolls out in their usual 3U time frame. You yeah. yeah. Now, am I happy that I've waited this long? I mean, I played Skyrim when I was 12 years old. I'll be playing this when I'm 26, 27 <laughs> More than half my life for this bloody game, so no pressure, Todd. But
0: but yeah. you will have Starfield to give you the the, yes, the, the bit between, Starfield.
3: yeah, yep. Um, and the Bad and Fable, so and I, the next game, so. I good.
0: And maybe James might have finished Skyrim by then. I
2: don't. In a couple of decades.
0: <laughs> um, let's just talk about this really quickly. This is the um, I was kind of interested in this one. EA and um, Smart they signed this deal to potentially bring TV-style commercials to games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is the idea behind this? And you know a bit more about this on mobile, don't you, James? That you. You players, people have got the choice then to watch a th- the fifteen or like thirty second ad, and then they, y- y- in exchange, you get sort of like perks in the game. So if it was yeah. FIFA, what would you get? You might get a, a pack to open the whole team, or some coins. All
2: right. Yeah, it, it might be a case of here's this pack. You're 100 coins short. Why not watch this video to get them coins, and then it will be the advert that the Obviously, got a lot of money for, which I'm sure it will, it will make a fortune having adverts in some of like FIFA. Um, the very, the very annoying the adverts. If they're optional, then you don't really see it's much of a problem. Um, but in the, the day, if you want to watch, you watch it. If you don't, ignore it. Um. Yeah.
0: But yeah. you threatened
2: them with UFC. What the are they... UFC getting it? Yeah. What and happened? They put the advert, I think it was in between the rounds, <laughs> and you had to see it. And they actually did that after launch. So I reviewed it, I think. I think I reviewed it. And it wasn't in the game at the start. And then a week or two later, they, they put it in, into the game, and I was like, wow, as a cheap move. So no one really knew about it. You know, in the reviews or whatever. Um but yeah, it's a proper following up there. I think it was Amazon. Amazon Prime. Wow. Something like that. The time. William, what yeah, do you think irritating?
0: What do you think, William? Do you think this is not a problem? This is just like if people want it, they want it. They don't, they don't.
3: This is a tough one, you know, and of course I'm going into a marketing program. I have a Bachelor <laughs> of Comics marketing, which makes it funnier, but Mm-hmm. From that point of view, I see there is an opportunity here. And, uh, you know, if this is done fairly, you know, if it's like in a free-to-play game, watch an ad to, I don't know, unlock a, uh, unlock a skin or something. Like, that. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But when, when people are paying upwards of, you know, and in countries like Canada and Australia in particular, paying over $100 for a game, and then they turn around and put this in there, and the microtransactions and the boxes, it's way, it's asking way too much of, uh, of the audience. And I think they have a right to be upset about that. So I, I think it's going to come down to implementation. And the biggest thing is it's going to need to be optional, you know. It's going to need to be for something that isn't going to be pay to win. It shouldn't be something that, you know, you want to jump into a match and all of a sudden you've got an ad plane before you, especially if you've paid uh, full price for the game. But, you know, it's, it's an idea. It's something that could work, I guess, but I don't know. I... I much prefer product placements, if I'm being honest. I think that's pretty homeless and inoffensive compared to the point. This is this yeah. is a step
0: Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because I'm part of me my alarm bells go up off from this. I mean it's really interesting with EA with FIFA. FIFA have done this thing because they've had criticism about Ultimate Team and the gambling with their, their packs um, for Ultimate Team. They've done a thing in the last couple of weeks, which is preview packs, so you can basically look at, go on the pack, see what's in there, and then make a decision whether to buy it or not. Um, and that's something they were trialing, I think, when they James was that right? They were just giving it a go for a while, then they had to kind of carry it on for the next year. Yeah, week. I think
2: I think it's probably until the new game comes out, and then they decide whether it's beneficial for them when you rise. Because, I mean, if it's anything to go by what I've seen in my packs, I won't spend a penny. It would (laughs) be
1: horrendous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe it might be like at the start of the new game, it might be a bit more people will go, oh, yeah, look at that, because they just need more, don't they? Where Mm -hmm. we are now, they just want super-duper players, don't they? So it's like at the beginning, maybe they might do it. But that, again, gives you a choice, doesn't it? The idea is it's saying to you, you've got a choice now. That's yours, it's up to you what you want to do. We've given you all the tools and things, it's up to you whether you're going to spend that money. I think most 14-year-olds or most 16-year-olds will press and watch the ad, or just watch it and not really look at it, you know, because they're trying to get that. I don't know if that's right. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, part of me thinks of the advertising, like w- William just said about product placement, Mm-hmm. Maybe you' do something with the games you play and you you can say yes i'm gonna i have the you know the ad boards when you're playing FIfa, which has basically adverts of FIFA on it, which is mad um yeah. you'd you'd have the option to go okay you you could have some extra thing if you put if we put the ad boards on it it wouldn't feel horrendous then would it it would be part of the game rather yeah. than watching something
2: yeah could you yeah. see it?
3: They can actually sort of increase emotion to an extent for some of these, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, in those cases, like again, I'm playing Driver and they've got ads for uh, Bose and other things. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, you know. Yeah, I mean, great. Nobody's going to be buying an 11-year-old Bose uh, speaker now, but it's it's still a cool product of this time. Didn't but, um, didn't a
0: Burnout have Vote Obama at one of the things? Burnout Three.
3: Yeah, that that sounds right.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. It's just it's going to be. I think it's going it to be. of interesting to see how this one plays out. Mm. But I think the biggest thing is you are you know you're spending a lot of money on FIFA, and people will spend like you said here. It's going to be like for the new consoles for the, when it comes out in September or October. It's going to be what seventy quid, and if you're going to get a Champions mm. Edition, it's going to be ninety quid. So you're looking at Williams' price is $120, $130. Yeah. And then you're And then generally people will buy ultimate team packs over that year. So generally people might be spending up to £200, £300 on the game, won't they?
2: You know. And then they more money from the average. Yeah, it's hard. It's I mean, hard. like Williams said, it makes more sense with the free-to-play games. Yeah, yeah. right. You yeah. can understand them having to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, they optional. I yeah. think it's the only way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. If the if it, force it, definitely a lot of roughness. Yeah. Um, and
0: we've got EA EA plays going to be happening July the twenty second, I think. Well, we've got some details about that. Is that right, James? You got those?
2: I haven't seen anything yet. No. <laughs> William, have you got uh, anything? Yes, I do.
3: Oh so good. This one. <laughs> This was just announced uh, through the Warrior64 account. Uh, he's saying it will be 40 minutes and will feature uh, Battlefield, okay. Apex, Lost in Random, which was one of the EA Originals they showed off last year. It's looking pretty decent, pretty cool. Yeah. Then a couple of other surprises. So make that last line with Will. It's, <sighs> it's, it's not just going to be Battlefield and Apex.
2: What what do we think? A new FIFA.
0: Thank
1: <laughs> <I do. laughs> uh, you. Yeah. What would it be?
3: Um, that's Dragon Age, My guess.
0: Yeah, Dragon Age. I forgot about Dragon Age. That's coming. We know that's coming. So we could do uh, a bit more.
3: They said Skate is coming. I, I don't think that one's ready. They're hiring pretty like a lot of people for that one, but maybe something's ready to show.
0: I don't know. You know what I would like? Unravel yeah. three. I that'd like be nice. I like that
2: game. Peggle three.
0: Peggle three, there you go. That's, that's what we what want. We need. That's what we need, yeah. That's what we all need right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Like um, yeah, so that'd be just Twenty seconds, that's our next um conference. Um gentlemen, I think that's gonna be it for now. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um which is good. If so. Um, what are we looking forward to next week, James? What have you got? Anything?
2: Just a rep of Loki. <laughs> good, that, that'll do for me. Nice. Um, J- uh, William, what about you?
3: Uh, so I am starting a uh, summer job next oh. week, so that's that's going to be a uh, 10 to 5. So, unfortunately, this is going to be my last podcast for a pretty good while. Oh.
1: Uh,
3: oh. I- if you're willing to record at uh, seven your time uh, for our, in like September and onwards, then maybe then. But otherwise, it's probably looking like until January. But yeah. We will we'll sort something out, William. We we'll sort something out.
0: We we'll do something. Um, but yeah. Oh, good luck working for Thank the for working for the man or the woman.
1: <laughs>
0: um. Now I'm going to be playing. I might give Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline. Is um, is DLCs coming out now? I've because I've got, I've got the bloody um, the season pass that came with the review, so I think I better have a go this okay. season. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought I might load it up again and have a have a crack at it. See if it gets better. Because I think um, what's the name is back from the first Watchdogs, so I might give it a go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um right. Um, William, where can we find you if we want to talk to you? Uh
3: you can find me on Twitter at William J Carijuana.
2: And J and um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at OKGL. And you can find
0: me on Twitter and Twitch at GB Briley. But for now, gentlemen, thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of thexboxhub.com. You had to find all the notes of this show at com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.